familiar passage in John chapter 11. You'll see how the song he just sang really goes along with this message. I'm going to share with you some thoughts about when God delays. When God delays. John chapter 11. And for the sake of time, the, the passage is verse 1 through verse 46. But for the sake of time, I'm going to read verses 1 through 6. I would ask you to go and read that entire, those entire 46 verses. But I'm going to refer to several of those throughout that passage. It's a familiar passage. And so I believe you're well aware of the, of the, uh, the text and the story behind it. John chapter 11, and we want to look at 1 through 6. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God and the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. I won't stop there. This is a familiar passage of Scripture. If you remember, this entire passage describes the death and the resurrection of this man called Lazarus. Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, sent for Jesus and told him that Lazarus was sick. When Jesus comes, Lazarus had died. Then if you remember... Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. However, there is a verse that seems to be out of place in this entire passage. And that's verse 6. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode, speaking of Jesus, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Now, Jesus gets the message that one of his friends was sick. He knows that it was very serious or they would have not have contacted him. But he doesn't do anything. He just hangs around where he was for two more days. He just stays where he was for two more days. Now, Mary and Martha thought that when Jesus got the message, that immediately he would come running. They knew that everything would have been okay if Jesus would be okay if Jesus would just get there. But instead of her and to Bethany, Jesus stayed where he was two more days. 
So the question I ask myself, what do you do when God delays? All of us have had experiences where we ask God for something and nothing happened. May have asked for guidance, nothing happened. We may have asked for healing for a friend or for a parent or for a child or even for ourselves, and nothing happened. We may have asked God for some help in regards to our job, perhaps a new job or a relocation or a new supervisor or whatever, nothing happens. may have asked God in regards to building a house or moving into a house after we'd worked so long to get it ready. But yet nothing happens. Most of you are aware that our daughter and son-in-law, Corey and Shane, are in the process of adopting a little baby from Taiwan. Her birthday, Judah's birthday, was the second of this month, a couple of days ago. Everything is ready. We're just waiting for Taiwan to say, you need to come pick up your daughter. Everything's ready here. They're waiting for a court together over there to, to, to uh, legally, in their court system, to uh, allow her to be brought to the United States as an adopted child. Everything's ready, and we've prayed, and we've asked the Lord, and Lord, please send her before her second birthday. Paperwork's filled out. The funds have been raised. The passport's ready. Nothing. What do you do when this happens? Most of us have had the experience of not understanding the ways of God, nor the silence of God, or the delays of God. Why doesn't God do something quicker? Why doesn't He do it now? Why is He delaying? Why is He waiting? Well, this passage tells us what we ought to know about the delays of God. Passage, this passage gives us two simple and clear reasons why God delays. I want to mention those to you. Number one, if you're taking notes, when God delays, it's always for His glory. Look at verse 4. When Jesus heard that, meaning Lazarus was sick. He said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Jesus said that this has happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, if you will, turn to verse 40 as we move through these 46 verses. Verse 40 says, Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou should see the glory of God? Now the point being, the first reason that God delays, that God is silent, is that it's always for His glory. God's always interested in bringing glory to Himself. That's not selfish for God. That would be selfish for you. That would be selfish for me to have that desire to bring glory to myself. But it's not selfish for God. God is perfect. 
God's perfect in His beauty, in His holiness. He's perfect in His grace. He's perfect in His mercy. Everything about God is perfect. Everything about God is glorious. His provisions are perfect. So please remember that everything that God does is designed to let people see His perfection. It's to allow us to see His glory. This is not unto death, but this is that the Lord may be glorified. Nothing comes into our lives that God does not allow. When silence comes into my life, when delay comes into our lives, it's always for His glory, to glorify Him. And so Jesus was showing that that He knew that when He went to Bethany to raise Lazarus, He would be taking a step that would... Uh, end at the cross. I never really had recognized that. I've always been focused on Lazarus and being raised and and his sickness and Jesus' delay. But Jesus was showing that he knew that when he went to Bethany to raise Lazarus, he would be taking a step that would end at the cross. And that's what happened. The greatest glory that would ever come to Jesus would be at the cross. Because the cross provided our forgiveness. The cross provided our redemption. The cross, Calvary brought mercy and Calvary brought grace. And notice, throughout all of these days, during this time, the disciples understood the danger Mic dropped. The disciples understood the danger that Jesus would be killed and they would be killed. Look at verse 8, if you will. Verse 8. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and thou goest thither again. Look at verse 16. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. So the disciples knew, and Jesus knew, that if they went to Bethany, it would lead to the death of Jesus and to the disciples. It took a great deal of courage for Jesus and his disciples to return to Bethany, to go to the place where Lazarus was. And his delay can only be explained in that Jesus had complete control of his life, complete control of his death. It was just as easy for him to raise Lazarus from the dead as it was to heal Lazarus. However, it was more necessary for him to raise Lazarus in order to create a fixed faith in the lives in whom he loved, Mary and Martha. And so when God delays, it's always for the purpose, first of all, for glorifying himself. And then jot this down. When God delays, it's always for our good. Notice verse 14. Jesus said unto them, Lazarus is dead. Verse 15. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. You see that? 
Jesus said, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent that you may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. It was for their good, it was for their sake that God allowed sorrow and hopelessness and death and grace and a funeral service. It was for their sake that God permitted all of that in Mary and Martha's life because the Bible says He loved them. Look at verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But Jesus allowed it for their sake. He allowed it to bring about the glory for Him, and He allowed it for their sake. Most of us can go back into our lives and remember the times that things just didn't happen exactly the way we wanted them to, to happen and when God didn't show up. But think how much we grew spiritually during those times. Think of the patience that was developed in our lives. Think of how our faith was strengthened. Think how much more we became dependent upon God even during those times. The truth is that our pain drives us to the side of the Savior. And we discover things about Jesus that we'd never known before. Mary and Martha was driven to the side of Jesus and they discovered things about the resurrection. David, if you remember, being pursued by Saul, was driven to God, and God suddenly, he realized, was his rock, and God, he realized, was his fortress and, and his deliverer. And Jesus said there in, 15, in verse 15, And I'm glad for your sakes that I didn't come, that I was not there. Here's the point. When God delays in our lives, it's always for our good. It's always first for His glory, and it's always for our good. That's the meaning of Romans 8.28 when he says, All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. The point being, God will take the things in our life that would defeat us, and then He'll turn them into things that will bless us. Those things happen to us for our sake, for our good. So when the steps of Jesus are slow and they're not quick enough for us, his insight and his interest for us never falters. We never have a sigh or a tear or a pain that he doesn't know about. Jesus is with us in every experience, here's the point. Whatever he allows to come to you, he does for his glory and for our good. Wow, just think about God's always bringing glory to himself, and he's bringing what is best in our lives, always. So God's delays are always for, to bring glory to him. And his delays are to bring good to us. Then I'm going to close with this. What should you do when God delays? We pray. Seems like no word from God. 
We ask God. It seems as though God's not in a hurry. Nothing happens. So what do you do to respond to the silence of God? Jot this down. Number one, we need to display our confidence in the love of God. That's what Terry sang about. Look, if you will, at verse 5. Displaying your confidence in the love of God. Chapter 11, verse 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. Look, if you will, at verse 36. Verse 36 said to Jews, Behold how he loved him, speaking of Lazarus. When God is slower than we think he should be, when God decides not to come for a while, what do we do? We need to display our confidence in the love of God. The point is, when Jesus is silent, Remember that Jesus loves you. They sent a message. They knew that when he found out that they had a special need in their life, that Jesus would come. But look, if you will, at verse 33. Verse 33, Jesus is at the graveside, and when Jesus therefore saw her, Martha, Mary, when he saw them weeping, the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he, he groaned in the spirit and he was troubled. That word weeping there is an interesting word. Here it means a loud cry, it means wailing, it means a uh, hysterical expression of grief. But look down, if you will, at verse 35. And the shortest verse in the Bible says that Jesus wept. Used a different word there in verse 35. It means an intense feeling. It means deeply moved. It, it means uh, um, groaning in himself. The King James uses that word. Look at verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. The word groaning in himself literally means he snorted like a horse. He had indignation building up in him. When he saw the tomb, he was angered by the tomb because death had attacked his loved one. Different type of weeping that Mary and Martha had. The point being, regardless what we go through, we're not alone because God loves us. And in the silent times, in those delays, we have confidence in the love of God. So we need to display our confidence in His love. Secondly, we need to declare submission to His authority. Look, if you will, at verse 16. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us go that we may die with Him. See the submission? See the authority they have submitted to Christ? Verse 16. Let us go that we may die with him. They knew that if they went back, that, they would, that he would die and they would die with him, but they were willing to die with him. Jesus commands us to, to row back the stone. He commanded them to row back the stone there in verse 41. They did. They took away the stone, verse 41, from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee, for thou hast heard me. He said, roll away the stone there in verse 36 and 37, 38. 
and they obeyed, they were submissive to his authority. And so the question is this, in the quiet time, and the silent time, are we being obedient to God? In those times where we felt like God should have hurried and answered our prayers, or Jesus should have been on the scene, and we're thinking about all of that, are we being obedient during those times to God? We need to declare submissiveness to his authority when he delays. And number three, we need to demonstrate our faith in his power. Look at verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. It was kind of like a rebuke to Jesus. Lord, if you'd been here, then there was some faith with her confession. My brother would not have died. There was a little rebuke and faith mixed in there. But that was her confession to Jesus. Martha's confession is probably the greatest confession you'll find in the New Testament. You say, well, Brother Samuel, what about Peter in Matthew 16, verse 16? When Peter confessed there, thou art Christ, the living Son of God. That's known as the great confession. But if you remember, Peter had already witnessed Christ in ministry. And Peter had witnessed him uh, healing the sick and restoring sight to the blind. And coming off of all the excitement in, P- in Jesus' ministry, it was easy for Peter to say, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. But contrast that with the confession of Mary. Contrast that with her confession. In Martha's confession, Martha's brother was dead. Her heart was broken. There was an empty place in their home. They'd asked Jesus to come, but he delayed. She was despair. However, in all of her despair, verse 27 says, Then saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. From the depths of her grief and her despair, she demonstrated her faith. So how do we respond in God's delays? Well, we display confidence in his love, although he's not here. Well, he's here, but he hasn't answered their prayer. We declare our submission and our obedience to his authority. We're still obedient. And then we demonstrate our faith in his power. When Jesus is silent, or when he delays, we know that he's acting for his glory and for our good. And we can have confidence that he loves us. We know that we need to be obedient during that time, and we need to demonstrate our faith in him. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had this morning to just perhaps answer a question that, that perhaps we've asked ourselves before. Lord, why haven't you acted? As Mary and Martha said, Lord, if you'd been here, this wouldn't have happened. Lord, why are you delaying? And Lord, from time to time, I've cried out, Lord, please, please act upon our prayer." And so today, you've allowed me to know for two reasons. 
because you're going to bring about your glory in whatever comes about, and you're going to bring about the best for our good. So help me during this time of waiting. Help me, Lord, to, to, be, uh, to remember the love that you have for me, for our family, for us. And, Lord, to be submissive and obedient to you during the waiting time. Help me, Lord, I pray, to, to, to be willing to express my faith in who you are and what you can do. And then in your own time, in your own timing, you'll bring about that what will be best for everyone. And we thank you for that. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.